Though the compositions of Benjamin Britten have been said to have dominated English art music in the 20th century, Britten felt marginalized in the early days of his career, and he struggled to build an authentic personal and musical identity. He was born in Suffolk in 1913, and he held a pacifist stance. It caused him to leave England in 1939 at the onset of World War II. During the time, he was introduced to the poetry of Christopher Smart by the poet W.H. Auden while he was living at a boarding house in Brooklyn, New York with his partner, Peter Pears. Britain already had a keen sense of the dramatic in music and we're told he was attracted to the style of the Broadway productions of the time and he was apparently hoping to establish himself in the States and to write for the stage. However, the dismal reception of his operetta Paul Bunyan, along with the onset of homesickness for England, eventually prompted Britain to return home. In these early days of his career, Britain received criticism that his work was derivative and the perception that he was merely trying to emulate the style of others rather than develop a personal voice weighed on him. Shortly after returning home in 1943, Britain received a letter about a possible commission from the minister of St. Matthew's Church in Northampton. Britain's mind must have gone immediately to a poem, an exultant poem, of Christopher Smart. In this pairing of poet and musician, we witness a convergence of two marginalized voices. Britain struggled not only with criticism of his work, but also with the uncertain social standing, which came from being in a relationship with Peter Pierce at the time, when this was far from the accepted norm. Britain was a pacifist during a worldwide war. He may have identified, in fact, with Christopher Smart because they were both isolated in ways particular to their own time. Smart's biography and poetry reveal someone not quite able to make his way in the world, a position with which Britain was all too familiar. The result of this pairing was Britain's Rejoice in the Lamb. Far from being derivative, Britain's personal stamp shines through in the writing of this piece. That from an essay titled An Analysis of Benjamin Britten's Rejoice in the Lamb by Hilary Seraph Donaldson. The adult chorus of the Choral Society of Northeast Pennsylvania We'll present a program titled Anglican Gems this Sunday, May 15th at 3 in the Sanctuary of St. Stephen's Episcopal Pro Cathedral in downtown Wilkes-Barre. The program will feature a variety of Anglican anthems, those by Charles Villiers Stanford and Hubert Parry, as well as music composed for special events, including Benjamin Britten's Rejoice in the Lamb, composed in 1943, for the anniversary celebrations of St. Matthew's in Northampton. Dr. Alan Baker, artistic director and conductor of the Choral Society of Northeast Pennsylvania, paid a visit to the WVIA studios 
to talk with us about the program. We had to pick our programs a, a year ago almost, and he really didn't know what was going to happen. So maybe we played it a little safe, but we picked a program for the Choral Society of Anglican Gems, and of course it's not hard to find great music in the uh, Church of England tradition. And it's going to be accompanied by, by Mark Laubach on the St. Stephen's organ that we kind of affectionately refer to as the gym, so there's a little, maybe a little play on words there. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a nice, a nice program, a nice variety. Tried to kind of move around the, the historical timeline here or there. And, uh, of course, there are anthems, but Church of England is pretty involved in all matters royal, so things like coronations and weddings and funerals, that type of thing. And the centerpiece of the program is Benjamin Britten's Rejoice in the Lamb, which I love, and but I'll admit it's a very strange, interesting, we'll say it's an interesting piece of, of music. But, Tell uh, us about the gent whose words are set. Um, well, it's a poem from the 1700s by a writer named Christopher Smart, but the poem wasn't actually published out of his manuscript till I think it was 1939. Britain wrote this piece in uh, 1943, so he was probably attracted to the novelty of it, but I think he was also definitely attracted to the, you know, Britain, there's a theme that runs through Britain's music. He's often writing about the outsider, you know, the other person uh, who is not quite understood by mainstream society and, and so maybe is rejected or tormented or, you know, just kind of looked at as a different, different, you know, and Smart wrote the, the poem, or at least parts of it, while he was confined to a a mental institution. I think it was called curable lunacy is what it was. And, you know, was he, was he insane? I, I think probably not, but um, he had a predilection for preaching in public, like in the park and stuff. <laughs> I think he just, you know, people just thought of him as a little, little bit too eccentric. And so, um, so Britain writes this piece just like the year after he comes back because he, you know, he left England he and Peter Pears went to America from 39 through 42, you know, in part because he was pacifist and came back and registered as a conscientious objector. So um, I think there's lots of things in Britain's biography that would make him, um, you know, feel some companionship maybe with, uh, with Christopher Smart and this odd, odd poem. And are the harmonies odd or does it all just take care of itself? I suppose it's it's dissonant, but in, in kind of a programmatic way. It's a, again, it's through composed piece, except for this little Alleluia that you hear near the beginning that comes back at the end, but it just kind of moves.
and it's not really a cantata because it's all just it's one continuous you know movement but it starts off with a with a call for everyone to all things living basically to together and praise praise god and a section where he brings up all these personages from the bible or or history and they're paired with animals and they they engage in actions of praise to god and ending up with david and a bear <laughs> dancing to bless god and he was locked up with his cat jeffrey so there's a, a huge section of the the poem the poem's like 1200 lines so it's not the whole poem britain just pulled bits and pieces but a bit about the cat and how the cat's actions uh, he, he views them as the cat praising god in his own way and then the mouse that interacts with the cat and and how the flowers that there's a language of, of flowers and just letters and then another kind of strange section where instruments are paired up with rhymes and he's you know he's a poet but the the crunch part is in the middle where he talks about being locked up he says i'm under the same accusation as my savior so he's kind of seeing himself as you know in the same light i guess as uh, as christ and and the watchman that comes by and strikes him with a with a stick and calls him a silly fellow so that's really kind of at the center of it and i think that's the that's the key part for me because it hits on this idea of the outsider and you've just talked about the center of that work and that work as kind of the center of the program. There's one other big piece on the program. It's the um, the fourth coronation anthem by Handel. So I'm going to go back to 1727, I guess, and the coronation of George II. And four movements, just, you know, typical Handel, very celebratory. But, you know, he wrote a good tune. Strangely, it ends with a big alleluia, just like the, uh, the Britain. But aside from that, I'm not sure they have much to do with, with one another. So that's another kind of extended piece, but in four distinct movements. And then we just kind of surrounded that with, with shorter pieces. I suppose if you're doing a program of Anglican gyms, no one's going to be surprised if you use the, the Perry I Was Glad, which is just a big barn burner. Stanford's uh, Beatic Quorum Via. Which actually, that's an a cappella piece, but other than so we mark it's like five minutes off the whole program. Uh, S.S. Wesley, that would keep him in perfect peace. I mean, some of these, I guess you could call them war horses too, but calling them gems maybe sounds a little better. Uh, the John Ireland, Greater Love Hath No Man, a piece by William, I think it's McVie, it could be McVie, that was written for the 1947 wedding of Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Just a, a lovely, a lovely piece. Oh, very early in the Anglican church history, this this new idea of the verse anthem, you know, which uh, used accompaniment, either organ or a consort of vials and solo alternating with these choral entrances. So Orlando Gibbons, this is the record of John, finds its way into the program. When and what time? Is this Sunday, the 15th of May at 3 p.m.? in St. Stephen's Episcopal Pro Cathedral. The admission is 18 and under free. If you're a senior citizen, if you're an adult student, if you're a WVIA member, we'll give you a $2 discount as well. We're so, very grateful you know, that yeah. you support us but in it's, that. But you know, it's a great place to sing you know, this, this, this kind of stuff. And it's just, you know, after, after last year, it's, it's nice to be singing and it's a great place to sing 
you know, this 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 kind of stuff. Some of this stuff is big and loud, and you know, you just kind of rear back and and have at it. Dr. Alan Baker, artistic director and conductor of the Choral Society of Northeast Pennsylvania, speaking with us about a program titled Anglican Gems to be presented this Sunday, May 15th at 3 in the afternoon at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church, 35 South Franklin Street in downtown Wilkes-Barre, and it will feature the adult chorus of the Choral Society of Northeast Pennsylvania, and soloists include Jessica and Adam Hitchcock, Francis McMullen, Nathan Morell, Jill Padfield, Frank Spencer, and Rachel Padden. One of the featured works, Rejoice in the Lamb by Benjamin Britten. Mark Laubach is the organist and choir master at St. Stephen's, and he will be featured throughout as organist. Music from Benjamin Britten's Rejoice in the Lamb, one of the featured works on Sunday afternoon's program. It's 3 o'clock at St. Stephen's Episcopal Pro Cathedral in downtown Wilkes-Barre, 35 South Franklin Street, and for more information, choralsociety.net, choralsociety.net.